the most well-known GPs in the country. Harry has just published The Power of Connection, which taps into his many years of experience as a doctor to show how we can improve our emotional connections and transform our mental well-being. And he is with us now. Harry, good morning to you. Good morning, Alan. How are you down there and there? Very well. Uh, thanks very uh, much for joining us. Um, the book itself... The book itself, Harry, The Power of Connections, um, why did you decide to, to write this? Well, it was very interesting, Alan, that I decided to write this before the pandemic hit, you know what I mean, which is very interesting. And I've been very concerned for quite some time uh, that social media, and particularly and technology, was beginning to erode away an awful lot of our normal human interactional personal skills, what I call your social skills. And, you know, it's taken the social brain tens of thousands of years, this, this incredible interconnection in your brain to actually come up with all these social skills. And we kind of nearly, we have to learn them as we're going through childhood and adolescence and adult life. And as we as we learn them, we hope to, to gradually keep using them. And what I was very concerned about, and I think you would probably agree, Alan, looking left, right and centre, we're all absolutely increasingly being absorbed in the last 10 years, particularly into the world of technology and social media. And now uh, during COVID, then we saw in real life what it would actually be like if all interpersonal communication at face to face level was removed. And we did everything through machines, uh, through technology. And, you know, how Oh, how incredibly lonely it was, how dispirited it was, how demotivated we got, how we, we craved the emotional impact of that normal human interactions. And then I think out of the pandemic has, has come what is in some senses an advance, uh, but in other senses I have concerns about it, and that's the world of hybrid working, where more and more people are now remote working and many, many people are, 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 are honestly saying, yes, it's helping me an awful lot in terms of not commuting and where I live and quality of life and all those things. But, you know, why am I feeling more lonely a lot of the time? Why am I feeling more disconnected? You know, am I missing all that lovely interaction that we would have had in all of the different aspects of our workplace, you know? And I think more and more society is, is we're, we're going to a place that I don't know whether we, whether we really want to go there. Where a, a world where uh, where we're missing all those wonderful social interconnections and we're losing those skills and our young people particularly who spend so much time with their heads down, not their heads up looking at each other and talking to each other, but heads down. And we, the adults, have followed suit and have become absorbed and addicted and dependent on uh, this world of uh, social media as well. So the, the whole idea of the book was what are the skills that I have seen over my lifetime transform the lives of so many people? Um, uh, you know, we can get rid of social anxiety very quickly, for example, through some of the skills in this book. So many people um, who are feeling stressed and anxious and down and uh, are struggling and are uh, they, they, a lot of the time they're not recognising that it's the lack of these skills and the using of these skills that's actually uh, behind a lot of this. I have to say the the book then uh, is very is very timely, Harry. It's very interesting you make that point that during the pandemic we were all craving that human interaction and to speak to people face to face again. You know, for the bo- the bones of two years, and then ironically, when the opportunity once again presents itself, and you can sit across from somebody in a restaurant or a cafe or at their house, 
people are looking down at their phones when you have that opportunity to interact with a human Absolutely. being once again we're just gone back to doing what we were doing at home during but the pandemic which is looking that, at our phones that's the trouble with human beings. We have an awful habit of just reverting back to our normal patterns. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think we're not recognising, uh, somebody was saying this morning how sad it was that very small babies were actually reaching the point where they're actually more, they, they've, they're instead of that lovely interaction between the mother and the child, uh, the mother is at her phone and the baby's been given something to keep them quiet. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like as if kind of we're replacing these normal social skills with, with, with machinery and remote working and all the rest of it. And, you know, we, are, we will pay a high price for this because it's taken tens of thousands of years for the social brain to build up these connections, you know, to learn. So your brain is extraordinarily sensitively designed so that, you know, we, we, between nonverbal cues and verbal cues and, and how we interact and all the rest of it. And we are gradually eroding those away uh, by by this combination of technology, social media, and remote working, uh, if it, you know, obviously there are pluses to these things, and I'm not saying that we can get rid of them; they're here to stay. It's it's not a case of either or; it's a case of both and. So we need to recognise that we're losing these skills, and we need to go back to first principles study these skills in detail, see how am I doing in my life in these skills? Because if you want to be a great conversationist, if you want to be a great connector, if you want to be very effective in, in at work, if you want to be very successful in your romantic relationships and personal relationships and family relationships, you won't get all of that through social media. Do you mm, know what I mean? Yeah. That will be got through hard-earned uh, interpersonal skills. And I would far prefer... I always say to a young person, I don't care what marks you get in your exams, in your leaving cert. How good are your social skills? How good are you at interacting uh, in, in real life with people? Because that's actually what's going to decide how effective you are, how successful you are in whatever area you want to go into, you know. I just wonder, Harry, you know, clearly we are addicted to technology and it is hampering our, 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 our social interaction skills. But if there is a sliver of hope, is it that here we are discussing it. I hear numerous discussions about this, about the fact that people, when they're out and about, are looking at technology or their phones rather than talking to people. I heard an interesting chat uh, the other day with um, a restaurant owner talking about, you know, they, they ban phones and they have a sign up in the restaurant saying, uh, do you remember 1994 when people used to talk to each other? And e even That's talking about... Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, even talking about issues like, you know, bringing food to the table and they say, you know, steak medium rare and nobody responds because they're so busy looking at their Yes, at their so phones. Down on their phone. So at least if if we're if there are numerous conversations going on about this, and you've brought out the power of connection now, do you hold out some hope that we can arrest you know arrest I, the I, decline? I, yes, I, I think I think it's I think it's a fantastic question. Yes, I think the answer is, but we're going to have to start to go back to first principle. We have to identify the skills firstly. You know that that was that that was something that was very important to me. For example, do we really listen properly? Are we actually good conversationists? I think we're losing the art of curiosity in conversation. And we're, we're you know, um, are we, for example, losing our empathy skills? I think we are. 
Are we losing the ability to read people? You know, because, you know, in life, it's all about the nonverbal cues. You know, this wonderful, our body language, our eye contact, the number of young people that I have to say, you don't look down when you're talking to somebody, you look at the person. Do you know what I mean? So it's eye contact, facial expressions, uh, your body language, all of those things are so important. And if we want to become great communicators, if we want to be, you know, much happier in our lives, more more effective in, in, in our relationships and our working relationships. These are the skills that we really need. But we need to enumerate those skills. And I was very hot on there's no point in just saying what the skills are. It's how do you learn them? And I'm very I'm very into this idea that the brain can focus attention on something that's even unconscious. It's an extraordinary brain. We can change our brain. So we can actually start to focus in what are these skills? So what I did was I came up with this idea of a four-week program. So I set out four sets of skills that we all need. These are verbal skills like how to listen and how to converse, non-verbal skills such as body language, eye contact, facial expressions, etc. People-to-people skills, these are so important your empathy skills, your ability to resolve conflict. What a huge one that is. How to read non-personal or non-verbal cues. And then those wonderful personal skills that actually decide in the long run your peace of mind for life, such as self-acceptance, sense of humor, kindness, and gratitude, and how to banish frustration and hurt out of your life. So my whole idea was that you could learn... uh, Uh, You could pick one skill from each of those areas and do it for a week. And over four weeks, you would have developed, you'd have started the process of developing four new social skills. And then after four weeks, take another four. And after another week, take another four. So at the end of 12 weeks, you would have 12 critically important uh, social communications built up. And you, if you build these skills up and become a really great, effective communicator, it's a fantastic bulwark against technology. Do you know what I mean? Because you will then learn after a while, I can't do both. I have to put the phone down. I have to move away from my social media. I have to actually, if I want to practice these skills, it has to be in, in interpersonal skills. And therefore, I will go out of my way to create those new situations. And I guarantee you, Alan, that workplaces are going to pay a terribly high price in the years to come if we let these skills disappear because more and more people are talking about I'm coming into the workplace, it's, it's like a ghost zone. There's, you know, 10% of people are there. Uh, the rest of the workplace is all um, uh, remote working, remote working, remote working. Uh, I've, I've, I've actually talked to some people where they've worked in, in, a, in a business and they might have a new person coming in, a young person who they've never met, who's working there for a year. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that is just terrifying. So what kind of dystopian future are we setting up for ourselves where uh, yeah how many young people find themselves in in box little box rooms you know working maybe for long periods of time you know lonely you know cut off wanting desperately to make communications and and, and therefore we have to start um you know examining this creating new structures that allow us to mix much, much better. And then we must learn these skills and learn how to practice these skills. So the the whole book is about how do I do it? I'm not interested in just 
what the problem is. Yeah. I'm very interested in how do you solve the problem? You know what I mean? That was, that's always been my approach. Another big element of the book and uh, indeed your work as a GP is mental health and mental well-being and perhaps even it's connected to what we've just been discussing that if people disconnected from their phones and technology and spoke to people more it would probably do a lot to improve their mental health but we, we also spoke about the pandemic Harry and I just wonder did you notice um, during the pandemic that people became because of the circumstances of the situation they found themselves in cut off, isolated, remote work and etc that they became more aware of their mental health, that it was something they needed to also keep an eye on and make sure it was in good condition. And just mental health in Ireland in general, I think back to when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, you never heard the phrase, whereas now I kind of feel that it is something people discuss a lot more. I I, I totally agree with you, Alan. I think we're talking a lot about mental health but we're not talking about the the elephant in the room. We nobody nobody wants to talk about mental illness. That's serious, you know, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, really serious illness, which is the realm of the, the, the mental health teams. But the vast majority of us, when we get into trouble with our mental health, it's emotional distress that we're worried about. And emotional distress is really where we're we're facing some life crisis situations, plus or minus some form of anxiety, stress, or mild to moderate depression. And that the vast majority of people who get into trouble with their mental health, it's in these areas, and we call it emotional distress. And one of the quickest ways of resolving emotional distress is to improve your social skills. So, for example, let me give you a great example of this. Suppose I suffer from severe social anxiety, and I've had I, I've seen young people self harm, and, and sadly, on some occasions, even worse, because of serious social anxiety. And social anxiety is where I build up this false image of what happens in the social situation. And, and I'm terrified and I'm shaking and I'm sweating going into every social situation. I think pe- people think I'm boring. People will, will think I'm weak and I'm, I'm, I'm very poor at conversation. And the wonderful thing is that you can clear social anxiety you know, in maybe two or three sessions. Do you know, because social anxiety is all about what's going on in our head, which is false, and teaching the person social skills. So one of the great things that's done in the book, for example, is how do I learn, for example, the conversational skills? so important to get over my social anxiety. So I've seen people literally over over a period of eight to 12 weeks totally resolve their social anxiety for life, which is a marvellous thing. Now, just think of your mental health and the stress in your mental health. If you have to go, every social situation is a disaster for you. Do you know what I mean? To come to a situation where now I can go in quite happily and, and, and relax in a social situation. So people, for example, who are struggling with our mood, uh, if 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 they're if they're struggling with their mood and they're also struggling with social uh, interconnection, then it's very very it becomes increasingly harder for them to put out the the hand and say, look, I'm in trouble. I need some help. Do you know what I mean? Uh, people who are anxious, generally anxious, or panic attacks and phobias, they don't have the skills a lot of the time to be able to say, look, I'm really in trouble. I'm really struggling. And the big one, of course, is stress. And why are we all getting so stressed? We're getting so stressed because we're spending so much time in our social media and technology or we're, we're, we're becoming obsessed in that area. We're not spending time in ourselves, with our families, interconnecting, relating to each other. I mean, everybody talks about the importance and I constantly talk about them of sleep, exercise and nutrition in terms of mental health. But nobody's talking about their social skills. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that technology is eroding those social skills. And the more stressed I become, the more 
uh, anxious I'll get, the more um, tired I'll get, the more um, demotivated I'll get. So our mental health is intimately connected to our ability to connect with each other. And we've got to we've got to kind of put a, an emphasis on these critical skills, learn them, develop them. And remember, we don't we don't come into the world with these skills. These skills are things we learn. We learn them as children. We learn them as adolescents. We learn them in early adult life. So if we're going to spend all our time uh, absorbed with this new form of technology, thinking that we're connecting with each other, when in reality we're disconnecting from each other, you know, um, the trouble with that is we end up in adult life not having these skills and then struggling in work situations, in, in romantic situations, in relationship situations, in family situations. And I'm saying to everybody, uh, the stress on your mental health comes from all of those and you can dissipate an enormous amount of that stress by just developing good people skills. And Harry, is that, is that ultimately what you want people to take away from the book that, you know, reading it, they'll they'll have advice or be pointed in the right direction in terms of improving their emotional connections, better mental well-being and being better able to handle social anxiety and social uh, social settings? Yes, that, that was the whole point of writing the book. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of these skills I've been using for, for and many, and, and people know that I help a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? And I have helped an awful lot of people by simply working on their skills in these areas. Like, I'll take a very simple personal skill. Self-acceptance is the most important skill of mental health. It, I would actually say if I was, if I was to write two lines that define what I think mental health should be all about. It's self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is we're all playing this rating game, Alan, where where if things are going well in our life, we think we're brilliant. If things are going bad in our life, we think we're crap. And we play this game over and back and we then worry about what other people think about us. So we spend our lives, particularly with social media and all the rest of it, absorbed in this crazy rating game. And, 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 and it makes us anxious and makes us down and makes us embarrassed. And we get so stressed out by it. And you just ask any young adolescent person and they will put up their hand and say, I can re- I can relate to every word I'm saying here because I spend my life in the world of rating. But why do why is there so much stress on exams? Because it's all about rating. So how I do is, it, so I'm merging who I am as a person with my success or failure uh, in these areas. And self-acceptance is this wonderful skill that you can all learn which is I learned to accept myself as a special, unique, wonderful human being there that I can't be rated and that I can't rate myself against other people, but that I must take personal responsibility for my actions. Now, if you develop that in your life, the changes in your life will be transformative. Uh, and and so I, I, I'm at the forefront of trying to say, these are the skills that really matter, not how well you do in your leave insert, not how smart you are, not how good you are in some areas, but you know what are your personal skills like? You know how do you view yourself? What are your interpersonal skills? How do you relate to other people? These are the things that matter. And the, at the end of our lives, we will all look back and say those were the things that really mattered, not all the rest. Very, very true. And while we have both been very critical of uh, modern technology today, and rightfully so, I am glad it exists because it gave me the opportunity to uh, speak to you today uh, about this uh, fascinating book that you've brought out. It's called The Power of Connection. Uh, Dr. Harry Barry, um, it's been really, really interesting uh, chatting to you. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and best of luck with the book. 
very much, Alan. It's been a real pleasure. Take care. Take care. Dr. Harry Barry there. The book, again, is called The Power of Connection and sounds like it'll be very helpful in terms of your uh, emotional connections, your mental well-being and, indeed, as Harry says, if you suffer from uh, anxiety in social settings, uh, do give it a read.